Hey, welcome to the 30 Second Book Club. This is uh, for people who like to read but don't have time to read or be in a book club. I'm Andy, your host, and this is a very special book club because uh, you'll be hanging out with Matthew West, a great artist, but also pretty cool author, too, with his book, Hello, My Name Is. And there's a special guest host as well. Her name is Pam. I used to do a morning show with her, and she's got some great questions for Matthew as well. So enjoy and let me know what you think. This is kind of just like an extension of kind of your songwriting process for the, what, the last, what, five, ten years where you've just been taking people's stories and, and talking about, you know, God redeeming your story and, and changing that? Yeah, that's been a big part of it. You know, a few years ago I had the song Hello, My Name Is Out, which was basically a three-minute reminder that, uh, you know, sorry, my dog wanted to say hello to your <laughs> listeners as well. <laughs> um, but basically a three-minute reminder that um, we're not who the world says we are. We're not what our past says about us. We're not what the enemy says about us. We are who, who God says we are. We're, we're a child of the one true king, deeply loved by God, right? And so, you know, I saw the way that that message resonated with so many people, and it really just um, made me think that this is a deeper message that, uh, that I could dive deeper into, um, because while all of our lives are different, um, we're all on that same search, and that search is to find our identity, to figure out how we fit into the world, who we are. And, uh, and that's why I wanted to unpack this book. So there's lots of stories in this book, both the stories of other people's lives as well as um, my own personal story that I pr- dug pretty deep into. For many people, when they fill out their my, my name is um, name badge, uh, the name that is also one of the first ones in your song is regret. How do you turn, down, turn around uh, a life of regret? <laughs> isn't, that a, isn't that a question that we all probably ask ourselves at one point in time or another? Mm. You know, um, it, you're right, just like the song says, Hello, my name is Regret. I'm pretty sure we have met. And uh, the reason why I said it that way is because regret's one of those things that that uh, keeps returning to us, right? It's the minute we try to uh, put one foot in front of the other and move forward into the future that we believe God has for us. Man, Satan loves for nothing more than to drag us back uh, and get our eyes looking behind us as opposed to in front of us. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I discovered in writing this book, just even about my my own life, is and I found so many names on my name tag that I thought I had let go of a long time ago, you know, but what I've found is that it is possible to know that you're a new creation, right? We, we know 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation, the old is gone and the new has come. And sometimes, man, as I was writing this book, I was like, man, I know I'm a new creation, but why do I feel like my name tag is still filled with so many of these old things? And regret is one of them, you know? Like, why do I keep allowing the devil to, to drag me back into the mistakes of my past and try to get me to believe that somehow I'm not good enough to be called a child of God? And, and that's why, really, this book, from start to finish, um, more important than any clever words or funny stories I could have included in this book, Man, this book is chock full of scripture. Um, one Bible verse after the other that reminds us of the truth of who God says we are. And that's basically it. This search for identity is a battle between two things truth and lies. We know Satan is the father of lies, and we know that's what he's going to use to get at us. And there's the truth of who God says we are, there's the truth of what God has done with our past and the reminder that regret doesn't have to own us anymore because he says, I know the plans I have for you, 
plans to prosper and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. I love that he didn't write, I knew the plans I had for you, but you screwed it up, <laughs> and now I don't have wow. a plan for you anymore. No, I think there's a reason why. In fact, one of the sections of the book is called The Power of the Present Tense. And I think God, God took great care in the Scripture to make sure that even... Even the emphasis was right, even the smallest details, the present tense versus the past tense. He didn't say he used to have a plan for you, but you disqualified that plan because you messed up. He says, no, I still have a plan for you. Now let's go. Leave the regret, leave the regret behind. Let it fall off your name tag once and for all. Big things and better things are still to come. Hey, we're talking with our friend Matthew West. Uh, Hello, My Name Is, the name of his book, because that's such a powerful song and uh, so many stories you're going to hear about discovering your true identity this morning on 98.5 KTIS. You know, and part of that starts with taking off those name tags of the things that other people have placed on you and maybe that they've said enough to you or you believe it. And Matthew, I'm, no, I'm not, I know I'm not the only one surprised by this, that, you know, it's, it's in the news a lot now. You know, people... Uh, struggling with body positivity issues. And you struggled with that as a kid yourself. And so you kind of, you know, one of your name tags that you had to rip off was that you were insecure. Yeah, you know, um, you know, it's funny. This book actually um, was several years in the making. And what I mean by that is this. My mom actually called me uh, years ago and she said, you know, I've been praying for you and my career in music was just taken off. And she said, the Lord's put it on my heart that someday you're not just going to be writing songs on the radio, but you're going to be writing books to tell people about Jesus. God's gifted you with words in that way. And at the time, I had a good laugh about it because um, I reminded her what my grades were like in high school and college. And, <laughs> but man, I'm, I'm, I'm actually holding the book as I'm talking to you today, and I'm, I'm reminded that two things. Moms are rarely wrong, so listen. Uh, <laughs> listen to your mom. And two, you know, God does have a plan, and He not only begins the good work, but He's faithful to complete it. But one of the things, the reason why I mentioned my mom with the question that you just asked is, my mom said, you know, I've read through the book three times. That's right. She's read my book three times. Um, And she said, one of the things I want you to know is, she said, I'm proud of you because you were authentic, you were honest, and you were even vulnerable about your own story, and that's what's going to resonate with people. And which is what leads me to to really what you just talked about. You know, the name insecure is something that if I was going to write this book, I had to be honest about some of the lies that I've allowed to land on my name tag. And what I realized is that I felt like God took my hand and led me back through different stages of my life to see not only the lies on my name tag and how he wants to replace them with the truth, but to see where some of those lies first seeds were planted. And for me, oh, there's a chapter in the book called The King of Dairy Queen. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I, I tell lots of funny stories in this book, but, uh, you know, one of them is funny, but then it kind of has that sting. And that was, I struggled with my weight as a kid, but I didn't realize it. None of us really do until somebody points out what they see as a flaw. And so for me, it was realizing um, in sixth grade, fifth and sixth grade, when the kids started singing, Matt, Matt, Bobat, Banana, Fana, Foe, Fat. And it hit me. They're not just making, they weren't singing that song for anybody else. It was just for me. And I realized that in their eyes, I wasn't good enough. In their eyes, I was a chubby kid who uh, wasn't as attractive as the other kids. And that really planted the first seeds of insecurity that I didn't realize how long I've really let that kind of hang around. Even to this day, as a full-grown adult, some people might see me on stage and go, 
man, that guy's got all the confidence in the world. But, man, there's so many things that I do on a daily basis that are driven by an insecurity that I have to resurrender to God and say, God, help me believe that on my best day, I'm loved by you. And on my worst day, guess what? I'm still a loved child of God, and he loves me just the way that I am. And he made me just the way that I am, and he calls me his masterpiece. So insecurity was definitely one that I've had to decide once and for all. I'm going to cross that off my name tag. I'm not going to be owned by insecurity one second longer. You know, how about, um, you, you talk in Confessions of a Burned Out Preacher's Kid, um, you know, my name, so many people could fill in um, with vanity and, and perfection. You have to uh, try and, you know, reach these impossible definitions of, of beauty and, and intelligence and things in our society, and I don't have enough Facebook followers and yada, yada, right. yada. How do, how, do you, how do you break through that and change that name? That's a great question, and I think, you know, what I've learned is that one false identity um, can birth another one, you know? And so it's, it's interesting that you even mentioned that, that part of my story, confessions of a burned-out preacher's kid, or the tendency to get caught up in pretending. And that's one of the names on my name tag that, I've, that I wrote about was the name Pretender. And guess what? Well, when, you're, when you start becoming insecure about who you are, then you get consumed with the thought of making sure that from an outward appearance, everybody looks at you and thinks that you've got it all together. So insecurity uh, can birth the, the, the temptation to pretend. And as if we need any more motivation to pretend, I mean, we look at the, what the resources we have at our disposal right now. One of the things I wrote about was Mark Zuckerberg, the founder of Facebook, was quoted as basically describing, he said, because of this technology that, that he created, he said, now everybody's able to get into the advertising business. Everybody's in the marketing business. And, and what we're marketing is our brand, our personal brand. And so what we're able to do now is we create our highlight reels. That's, that's what social media mm. is. It's our highlight reel. It's like I watch SportsCenter, right? They always do the top ten. But once a week they'll do the not top ten, which are like <laughs> – Instead of the highlights, they're the bloopers. But in our lives, we will rarely dive into our not top ten. Why would we when we have every opportunity to show the world the most pristine version of who we are? But pristine and perfect, that, that's just pretending because nobody can keep that up. And so that's been a struggle of mine, and I realize a lot of that was steeped in the insecurity seeds that were planted long ago. You know, I'm, I'm, I live out my public faith. Uh, I live out my faith in God on a public platform, first as a preacher's kid and now as a Christian singer. And it's easy for me to look and talk and act all the right ways, but it's possible to do that and still not have a thriving relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's what inspired me to write that song, The Motions, that you guys have played for your listeners over the years. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to be lukewarm. I don't want to look one way but live another. I want my life to be consistent, authentic, and be willing even to be seen as imperfect as long as the world looks at me and goes, okay, he doesn't have it all together, but he's pursuing the one who does. That's what authenticity is about. Uh, I'm mm. talking with Matthew West and, and just taking a few little bits from his incredible book. It's, it's, a, it's a great read. You'll zoom Thank through you. it. And just like Matthew's mom, you'll read it two or three more times just to get. Just, <laughs> she, she bought about 50 books, right? So far, yeah, so good. No. I think she's responsible for 90% of my book sales. <laughs> no, I was book. just, as, as Andy and I were going through this, I'm like, what a great, 
you know, book slash Bible study for you and your friends. Just get some people together this summer and just, yeah. just look at this and just, you're going to come out the other side a way better person and understand what God's plans are for you. Well, thank you. I, I'm super excited about the book. And, you know, I, I think people will um, will get a kick out of, you know, reading about some of the 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 details of my own personal story and my own journey. You know, I share, I share a lot about a defining season of, of vocal cord surgery that I had where um, the doctors told me that I may not sing again and how God began to show me that, you know, I had some names on my name tag that I was a little too proud of. So I think mm. what, what I've begun to learn is that when we place too much emphasis on certain details of our lives, but it's not really who we are at the core, um, then when, when something is threatened to be taken away, we don't know who we are anymore. And, uh, and that's been a big journey for me. And so I think I would think of that word core. You know, if you work with a trainer or go to the YMCA, everybody talks about now the importance of strengthening your core right? Um, I, 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 before a photo shoot, I go work out with the trainer. And then after the photo shoot, I go eat a steak, but that's another story. <laughs> or but, the Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> right. But the, but the trainer will always talk about it. It starts with strengthening your core. And I'm still working on strengthening my physical core, but guess what? I'm also still working on strengthening my spiritual core. Well, what is the spiritual core? Well, that's what really chapter by chapter this book is about, about strengthening the core. The core is found in one source only. The God who made you is the greatest authority on you. He knows more about you and has more to say about you that will bring you fulfillment and a truer sense of identity than anybody else in this world or any other self-help book you could read. And so this book is filled with one reminder through Scripture after another, one reminder through different characters in the Bible and how God reshaped their identity and gave them a new identity. Um, and that's really how we strengthen our core, by spending time with our Creator and allowing Him to show us what He has to say about us. So, one more quick question. Yeah, yeah and, and I wanted to mention this because I know you are so passionate about at your events, uh, at your concerts, always sharing the message of Christ and the gospel. You know, I know when it started because of, you know, what Billy Graham and the impact he had in your life and turned yeah. it around. And, and so I love at the very end, you talk about life being an airport and just, you know, talk about a little bit about that analogy because I thought it was so great. Well, you're, you're right about the impact Reverend Billy Graham has had on, on my life. And I know the impact that he's had on uh, your station and uh, and I'll never forget getting to sit with Billy Graham and have a root beer together. And he spoke into my life in a powerful way. And really, in a matter of words, he shared the same message I just shared with you and your listeners about the importance of strengthening your core. I mean, he, I remember he shared with me, he said the, the moment, uh, he said the strength of your life, your family, your ministry, your music, it all hinges on the quality of the time that you spend alone with God. What, what he was talking about was strengthening my core. And the thing I love about Billy Graham is he has lived every minute of this life with his eyes set on the next life. And so I wanted to close this book with the chapter that you just mentioned. It's called Life is an Airport. And uh, it basically just uses that analogy of, you know, I've spent half of my life in airports, so I, kn I know a little <laughs> something about these airports, but I I'm struck by the efforts that are made in our airports today 
to give you all the comforts of home. The restaurants are getting better. Um, you can even stop and get a nice massage or a pedicure. Not that I'm into that kind of thing. <laughs> but, I mean, it, we have gone through great to great lengths to make these airports that we're just passing through provide all of the comforts of home, right? And I thought, man, what a fitting analogy for what we're doing in our lives today. And we get so comfortable in this life that we forget that this life on earth is not the final destination. This is nothing more than the airport. We're passing through on the way to something better. And, and the goal is for us to discover who we are before it's too late. Discover who God says we are before it's too late. And then turn around and help somebody else discover who they are, to speak words of life to those around us, to reach out to those who are lost and hurting and believing a lie about their identity and realize that God can use us, imperfect, flawed, but authentic people, to reach out to a lost and hurting world and bring them with us through this airport called life, knowing that the final destination is far better than our best day here on earth. Matthew West on 98.5 KTIS. Hello, my name is also the name of his book. Now the latest, (laughs) Discovering Your True Identity. We're so excited about this, and we're going to be giving away a few copies to some very, uh, who will be be blessed listeners. But I just wanted to let you know the last time that you um, were in, not, yeah, I think one of the last times you were in town was at Grace Church, and you gave out those extra supersized Hello My Name Is badges, and people could write Child of the One True King, you know, I I guess whatever. And then every once in a while, there was a a Bob, a Kathy, or a Sue, and we were laughing at them, because they were actually writing their names <laughs> their real name and yeah. i thought you know maybe maybe i shouldn't be laughing because they got it down they know who they are through christ i am <laughs> i'm pam right. that's right <laughs> that's it. I, my name is pam i'm a child of the one true king i mean that's literally I, i'll never forget that moment at the church there in eden prairie and um the moments before i walked on stage i met with about 200 uh people who were currently going through the teen challenge recovery program right. And I gave them each one of those posters. It was the giant name tag you mentioned. And I actually encouraged them to write down uh, one of, you know, write down some of the names that in the past they've been tempted to believe about themselves. But the goal was that, hey, we're going to do a little inventory. The entire crowd that night, my goal was that they would maybe take an honest look at their name tag and think about some of the lies that they've been tempted to believe or that the devil's had them owning for too long. But the goal was that by the end of the night, we would all have the courage to cross those lies out once and for all and know that God is putting in its place a new name for each one of us. And I'll tell you what, I will never forget. I was crying before I even walked on stage that night in Minneapolis because I watched and I saw these uh, 200 people from Teen Challenge and the things they wrote on their name tag, the lies that they had been made to believe about themselves crushed my heart Mm. one by one. But when I watched them cross them out, and replace it with who they are in Christ. And I saw the true, I mean, true joy. I mean, not, not some sort of like, oh, I just had a nice meal, or, oh, the sun is shining, I'm happy. It was like true joy on their faces, knowing that they've really been set free, that they no longer are who they used to be. Man, that's the kind of joy that will give you chills. And I remember it, and I'll never forget it. And so... 
you know, I'm just thankful for this opportunity to even talk to you guys today. And you know what? Who knows? Maybe somebody listening to this interview right now is getting those same chills and maybe feeling that joy for the first time, imagining the lives being crossed off their name tag once and for all. If this book can help one person kind of take that journey and watch the lies go away and watch God write a new name as a child of the one true king, a new creation, then, then that's what he put me on earth to do. And uh, I'll keep shouting it to the hills and coming back to Minneapolis and singing for your listeners as, as long as you guys will have me. <laughs> and what a great, what a great dedication to Emily and your beautiful daughters, Lulu and Delaney. Hello, my name is thankful for you. That's just awesome. <laughs> I couldn't do it without my family, man. My wife, I would wake her up in the middle of the night and try to read her a chapter. And she's like, yeah, it's fine. Go to bed. You know? <laughs> but, you know, it does take a village when you're writing a song or a book. I'm working on a record right now and, and they're always my patient uh, and uh, encouraging audience as I try out new material on them. So um, as long as it passes the test of the West family, that's when I have a feeling it might resonate with other people. <laughs>